Speaking of uh, travels and traveling, let's welcome in our travel expert, Marty Firestone. He's on the line and joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Marty, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, Jeff? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, I want to start with the uh, latest out of the U.S., Marty, because there is word here today that the U.S. State Department, they have issued a travel warning advising against travel to, to us here in Canada? Yeah, the craziness continues. They've somehow figured out that our count and, and numbers are going up, so they're advising Americans that it's not a wise suggestion to travel to Canada right now. So go figure that. We are allowing people to go there, and we have no issue with it the other way, but now they have a problem with Americans coming to us here in Canada. And is that all because we open our border, obviously, to them, and they, as you and I talked about several weeks ago, uh, refuse to uh, return the favor, if you will, in kind. The border remains uh, closed uh, to those of us wanting to travel south or su- south into the States, the uh, land border uh, crossing. So, uh I don't know. Did they know something we didn't know, maybe, Marty? I have no idea. I think their biggest concern is opening the border. Why they link the Mexican border and the Canadian border as the same and the decision should be both is a problem right now because they're two different countries, two different situations. But yes, in fact, they did not reciprocate when we did it. And I, I think in general that just looks really bad. Okay. And what are you hearing about our decision regarding the border, if anything? Is there any reconsideration uh, there? We opened it, uh, I think it was on August 9th, right? A couple, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Is there any reconsideration of that uh, policy in light of uh, the fourth wave and what's happening? None whatsoever. At this point, it is open and people are traveling and tourism on this side is at least getting a bit of a shot in the arm. So yes, that's there. But uh, at this point, no discussion of ever closing it down. I think anything, a lockdown, a close down, anything that happens again is going to be a major setback for whatever we do. All right. In the meantime, we're hearing that uh, some Canadians, Marty, are demanding to know why they can fly to the U.S. You can fly to any destination you want, but you still cannot drive or cross uh, the border with your car. What's going on there? Have we got any answers? Well, we look to September 21st as the next possible date for the U.S. to decide that we can cross via land border. And I can tell you personally, from a client perspective, what I'm hearing now is tremendous amount of concerns from my snowbird clients who typically drive down. A, they need a car down there. B, they don't want to pay air for it or get on a plane and sit with people. So they can't drive down. And that's going to cause a problem right now. So now they're looking at roughly $2,000 to have a car shipped down. And that's a problem. So we got to hope that September 21st, U.S. decides to open that land border or there are hundreds of thousands of snowbirds that are going to need to fly down and ship their car. So that's, that's the next big upcoming uh, question mark. All right. That seems highly unlikely, though, in light of the news we were just talking about, the U.S. State Department issuing this travel advisory to Americans uh, for Canadians. Then all of a sudden, in less than a month's time, uh, opening the border to uh Land travel and to drive your car seems uh, highly uh, unlikely. It just became a lot more unlikely based on what you said, because why would they open it if they've already told Americans not to come to Canada? Why would they want the Canadians coming down there? But they are still coming down there, but they're coming by plane. So it just really, if you think about it, it just doesn't make any sense at all. All right. And uh, Marty, when we're talking about the snowbirds, there's also some uh, concern among snowbirds and older travelers regarding a digital uh, passport. What are you hearing about that? Yeah, I mean, the the 90-year-old of today is far different than the 90-year-old of 10 years ago. I mean, they do carry phones and they do have computers and they do have email addresses. So, I mean, the challenge will be a digitized passport certificate 
the elderly, the ones who don't have access to phones or computers for that matter, are going to find this a challenge. And yes, there will be a paper version, but nothing is simple. You still have to download it. You still have to have a printer to print it. So it will be definitely something that a travel agent, a a grandchild, a, a child will have to help the older person get it figured out. But once they do get it figured out, once they hold it in their hand, or if they do have a phone, have it on their phone that they can access it, that will solve most of the problems. All right. Is this something that government needs to take into account when they talk about a digital uh, passport and uh, moving forward when it comes to travel? Are they doing enough for snowbirds and elderly uh, travelers? Is this something that uh, you should be able to show up at, I don't know, Service Ontario and get help with or the passport office? Yeah, I I think they're going to have to make some provisions for the elderly. There's no question about it. So hopefully, I I hear today was cancelled, but tomorrow there'll be some announcement from the Ontario government with respect to the vaccine certificate. And then the federal government is coming out with the digitized version. And I think they're going to have to think about the hundreds of thousands of elderly snowbirds that travel that don't have quite the technology feel that others do and have to give them some provision to make it a little simpler, which is what the paper version, I think, will be. All right. Marty, appreciate the update, and the time is always good to talk. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too. Marty Firestone, our travel expert with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.